Hi there, Dallas Travers here. Thank you for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. We've got another podcast takeover happening this week, and I cannot wait for you to hear from these two extraordinary coaches. So last episode, two newer Hive members took over, and you really got to hear how the structure, the training, and mostly the community have really helped them so deeply in just a matter of months. So this week, I invited two more coaches. Both of them have worked with me for a few years now so that you can really get a sense of what's possible for you and for your business when you commit to the Ripple Effect system. So speaking of that, I've got a free workshop happening on April 25th and again on the 26th. It's designed to teach you how to apply the Ripple Effect system in your coaching business so that you can stop patchworking endless strategies together and instead take steady, authentic action to build a business you're truly proud of. So go ahead and hit pause on this episode for just a second and visit dallastraverstraining.com. That way you can grab your spot for this free live training. After you do that, come on back and listen to Brian Pataka and Michelle Pollock share their inspiring yet really simple journeys toward six-figure businesses. So Brian helps actors get more of what they want without suffering, while Michelle works with high-achieving women to own what they bring to the table and live and lead on their own terms. You are in for such a treat with this episode, so I'm going to just stop talking now and hand the mic over to Michelle and Brian. Wish them luck. Hi, I'm Michelle Pollack. I am a personal and professional coach for highly ambitious women. I work with them to own who they are, their special sauce, and what they really want so that they can live and lead on their own terms and have the impact they want to have in the world. And I'm Brian Pataka, and I've known Michelle forever. Y'all should just know that right away because we went to college together. So that was mm-hmm. just a few years ago, but we've known each other for a few decades, let's just say. If you um, could see us, you would be shocked at how shocked, long yes. we've known each other. And I am a coach who helps actors and creatives get what they want without suffering, whether that's representation or more auditions or just a more consistent way to engage with their creative, wild and woolly business of a creative life. And we're both members of the Hive. We sure are. Yeah. And we want to talk about some of the things that we've kind of accomplished here. I'll start with you, Michelle. I'll ask you a question. Great. Give me some key milestones or breakthroughs that your business experienced in the last few years since you started working with Dallas. Oh, well, you know, I found Dallas through you, Brian. Oh my God. I knew that. Yes, of course I knew yeah, that. Well. Yeah. Brian brought me to Dallas and I started with client surge with Dallas. So that's really, I mean, that was the foundation and has been the foundation of my business because Dallas took me from like never knowing where my next client was going to come from. And when I started client surge, it was like the lowest number of clients I'd ever had. And I was like, oh crap, I'm screwed. (laughs) I need something here because I didn't know how to create a steady, steady stream of clients. So I dove into client surge headfirst And my coaching practice has pretty much been full ever since I've been able to implement. So that, I mean, that in and of itself, I took my business to a six-figure business with private coaching clients. And that was the first major thing. But then the really interesting thing that happened was I got really comfortable there. And so I was part of the hive for a while, but wasn't actually implementing a whole lot of stuff. So in the past year and a half, I've gotten a real kick in the ass about 
how to up level and how to really dive into marketing aligned with my values and how I want to show up with the world and who I want to be. It's felt like a hard road, but it's been so gratifying to stick with it and to have her wisdom to help me take things to the next level. And now I'm launching my first group course in a month. All right. So what? We have first group course in a month. And from yep. like, I don't have enough clients. Also, if anyone hears squawking cats in the background, I live in Pasadena and we have wild peacocks in my neighborhood. So it's actually <laughs> the wild peacocks, my exotic life that I live here in Pasadena. So you might hear them in the background. But one of the things you said, Michelle, that I want to make sure everyone heard is like, understanding your own branding in an authentic way is a total milestone because I think a lot of us can focus on bottom line or number of clients. And like, you're like, yes, that happened. And a huge milestone for you, particularly with your business, because you're trying to attract high level leaders or people who are struggling with their leadership and getting branding that's going to attract them in a way that doesn't feel like condescending or doesn't feel like you're talking down to them or those are the same thing, but does it truly attracts that level is like a huge piece of the puzzle. So that's, to me, I think that really is a milestone. The thing that I learn every time I'm working with Dallas that is really cool is that no matter what she's kind of quote taught us or what the process is, there's always a way to adapt it so that it works, so that it's aligned with you, so that you feel, I don't want to use the word comfortable because none of this is comfortable for, you know, so that you feel in integrity is the word that comes up for me. So this is so me. I get like, I can't do this. I can't do this. And then she'll coach me and I'm like, oh, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> that's, there you go. That's all we have to say. And this is over because that's and all you really Bye. Bye. Peace yeah, out. Okay. So how about you? You've been working uh, with Dallas for even longer than I have. Yeah. So there's a couple moments that really come to mind when I think about like life-changing moments while I was working with Dallas. And I want to speak first to my resistance to working with Dallas when I first knew about her. Dallas, when she started her business, was working with actors and I worked with actors. So I was like, well, I can't work with her because it's a conflict of interest or some bullshit story I was telling myself. But the truth was, I also was like, well, she's so fancy. And I think I was intimidated by it. And then I also Mm. think this is taught to us You'll like this. I think this is taught to us by the patriarchy and also taught to us by being performers, which is you should be able to figure this out on your own. You shouldn't have to ask for help. And so I ran a pretty successful coaching business, figuring it out on my own, cobbling together things around, right? But at only reaching a certain level, the time that I finally said, okay, let me try this. Because someone said to me, she's incredibly generous. You should just have a conversation with her, which is exactly the push that I needed to like, okay. Mm -hmm. And in that Mm -hmm. first conversation, it was very clear this was the moment of like, oh, I cannot coach six hours a day and scale that. There's no way to do this. I've reached a cap. Working with Dallas, I got to the point where I was raising my rates so much. I had to like, okay, I'm done. I cannot raise my rates anymore. It's no longer integrity of what I think this is. Right, right. right? That's, yeah. yes, I can relate right? to that so much, then, which is and, why I was like, how am I going to scale? I can't, yeah. I can't take on seven more clients a day. Exactly. I'm not charging a million dollars a client like Tony Robbins, right? Yes. And then I was like, I think I have a course in me. I want to make an online course. And I remember the first day of my first webinar for my online course, I could put all my heart and soul into this. And I was like a lot of belief, like, is it going to work? And the sales were coming in. 
And at the end of the webinar, like you're like, you answer, I answer all of everybody's question. And then I get to see the number of sales that have come in. And I think in this webinar, I don't remember the specific day, but I remember over the course of the launch, I think I made like $30,000 in three days. Right. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first day it said like $9,000. And I remember ending the webinar, stepping away from my computer and feeling like the floor fell out from underneath me. I just was such a breakthrough moment to be like, oh, wow, because you haven't experienced this yet because you haven't taught your webinar. I haven't, yet, no. I find a webinar to be the place where you are the most rooted in your values of anywhere else you do your work because you're introducing yourself. You're clearly making sense of your values for someone else so that they can understand where you're coming from. And then the place where your values, I think, really show up, the word sales, I think gets a bad rap. But when you're helping someone to make a decision if they should work with you or not, is where you just have to keep saying, here is what I believe. Here's what I believe. Here's what I believe. Here's why I do this. Here's why I do this. And it helps them to know, is this the person for me or not the person for me? And so yes. that was such, that was the new way for me to understand sales. That was a new way for me to go, oh my gosh. Everyone who came to this webinar got incredible value. And if they didn't start work with me, their minds have been changed. I get to have an That's audience, right. a huge audience today. And the people are going to go on this path with me. They're going to have an incredible experience as well. So that was a breakthrough moment for me. And then I would say there were two other ones I'm going to share. One is I had my first six-figure launch in March of 2020. Wow. And so that's a special time to be having it, right? Sure was. And this is a program called Agent Goals. It helps actors get representation managers and agents. For those of you who don't know, getting a manager or agent for an actor is a tough journey. And so this was my baby. This was the thing that I spent like two years creating. And I was like, I hope somebody will say yes to this. And it was incredibly successful. And that is when I started to, I think, believe, oh, you are able to make a difference at a big level. Mm. And it is deserving that the energetic exchange of money that is paid for that happens because I think the money piece can get in the way. When I say six figure launch, like it's now easy for it to come out of my mouth at the time. Sure. I was like, I shouldn't tell anyone this happened. Like, because if I tell anybody <laughs> this happened, then it's going to be about money, which is not what all of it is about. What the right. money does become. And this is what I think is so exciting for anybody who works with Dallas is you suddenly have the resources to be like, I need help with somebody helping me to spread the word and do the good things that I'm doing. And I think that's such a huge piece of, one of the things I've learned with Dallas is like when it's time to hire, when it's time to work with someone, when it's time to get the help you need and to quit reinventing the wheel over and over again. It's like, this is a standard operating procedure. This is the way you're going to do it every single time. Quit rethinking. Like there's certain things you can rely on. And then you have other spaces where you innovate, which feels different than the way I think a lot. And I started coaching was everything was a new idea. Everything was innovating. Like, no, you can do this again. It worked. You're going to do this again. Here's where you're going to have innovation. I don't know if that lands for you. Yeah. I mean, part of, what I was thinking as you were just talking was about how there's a simplicity that Dallas creates kind of in every step of the way. It's not easy because those are two different things, yeah. but she does make it simple for you to see how to go from A to B to C to D rather than, oh my God, I'm at A and I want to get to Z and now my head's just going to explode and I'm going to go hide under the covers because I can't possibly get there. Yes, totally. And what you just said is so important because in the, both of those stories, the thing that Dallas was helping me do is say, Brian, this is how you're going to walk through doing the Q&A. This is how you're going to know how to sell to someone. Or you're going to be able to help them serve them in a way for them to know if they're a good match with you. Like the simple steps inside of there, this isn't, that was what made me be able to have that experience. I'm also thinking about that really big launch when like, oh my God, twice as many people as we thought were going to enroll enrolled in this program. What do we do now? And Dallas like, <laughs> like, 
here's how you're going to serve. She was like, do you want to shut your cart right now? Or do you want to create a space to serve this many people? Here's what that would look like. And then walking me through energetically, like here's the steps she would take. And like you said, it's not always easy, but it's simple. Like that we, I think, add the complexity to something that can be. Of course, which is where truly the genius of the hive, I think is it's all her systems. It's all that thing, but it's the coaching element. There's so many programs out there that send you off to do it. You do it. And there's great information, but it's that part that I spoke to earlier of she coaches you and it helps you to see how you can apply it to you instead of feeling like stuck around an element that is challenging for you. You get the coaching you need or you hear somebody else. I mean, how many times have I heard somebody else get the coaching that I didn't even know I needed and go, yes. oh, that's for me. That was for me. Thanks. That was for me. Yes. Totally. Yes. Or they asked right? that question. I didn't know I need. Yes. And then what you just said is so important because I think there's a lot of courses or things that can be like, build your list or do this or whatever. And it's rote. Like, this is how you do it. It is not a, let me get a little clear about my audience with you, Dallas. Here's, can you find this so that the magic of her, like getting into the weeds with you and saying like, to make sure that you're being in integrity, like you said, and also serving your particular business. as a Yes. Yes. And I also think that what's, this is a harder thing to put your finger on, but like, there are a lot of online businesses trying to get people's attention all the time. And so I think that there's a difference in when you are in this program, the work that I see people putting out when they're inside of the hive is just better. If anyone listening who happens to be a diabetes coach or a sleep coach, please let me know because I'm looking for one for my mom. And like, I, I would more rather trust one from the hive because yes. I know that integrity and mission is part of their process. Cause that's like, what's very keen for Dallas's group is if you're a person who's like, I'm just looking to make money, that could be a great person to be in this group. Sure. But I sure. also think that what comes from it is suddenly is like, you learn that even if you were the person who just wanted to make money, your heart and why you do this is going to be why you grow exponentially. And Dallas knows how to have both of those conversations with you. The soft, uncomfortable, I'm putting myself out there. What's my aunt going to think conversation? And the, this is how you're actually going to do it with this kind of a workflow. And this is what the funnel is going to look like. And blah, 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 blah. Or even the stop your bullshit conversation, which I will tell you was like the first time I heard that, and I don't remember if it was directed at me or someone else at this point, but I was like shocked <laughs> because <laughs> wow, it, like I just didn't see that coming from Dallas, but she has that. And it's so important because it's so, she uses it so strategically in yeah. terms of like, she only pulls it out when it's really necessary. I mean, it really surprised me. It's even, I think it still surprises me when I see it and I welcome it at the same time, uh. you know? Uh-huh. Like it's it so through your noise. Yes. 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 And sometimes we all need to hear, stop it. You know, sometimes <laughs> yeah. like that is a tenant of my coaching. My clients will tell you like, I don't fuck around. I tell it like it is stop right. it. But I didn't expect that from her. And so it was so shocking the first time I heard it. And it's so effective. Well, I think the reason why it's shocking is because there's the other side of it, which is, the coaching that she does when she's letting someone have a process they need to have. Yes. Right. Which is sometimes you do need to be witnessed for your struggle or witnessed for your mistake, what you think is a mistake or be witnessed for your own inspiration. Sometimes your bullshit is trying to spin you into something great. And so or it's yeah. not bullshit in that case, probably. But I think that's why I think it's shocking is because we're so used to seeing her dance between those two things. I mean, what you're pointing to is the fact that Dallas is a coach's coach but she has been trained as a proper coach. 
Well, she, if I would clap in the microphone, I'd clap right now. Because let's all just have a moment for real coaches, not just someone saying they're a coach. Yeah, so like she knows, she understands the art and the craft of actual coaching. And right. so she knows when to hold space. She knows when to call it out. She knows when to allow you to work it out yourself. And she knows when to say, no, stop. You're yeah. on the wrong track. And then she brings in the consultant side of her. So that's really special and not something that you find a lot of. What you just said is the magic that I think everyone needs to just hear if I can underline that. And I'm just going to say it another way in case you didn't hear it, which is many life coaches, like you are full of all the answers. All of the answers are inside you. They will come to you at the right time, which is a certain kind of coaching. And maybe it's good for certain things. When you are trying to build a business, perhaps you would like someone to say, this is how you make a workflow. This is how you make a funnel. This is how you should be engaging in social media, as opposed to saying, go out and find a million other experts and spend a million dollars on 15 different people to do this, as opposed to a coach who can hold the vulnerability of putting yourself out there with, here's a plan to do it. Now that you have the plan, do you still feel as vulnerable? Because sometimes what I think the magic of the coaching is when you see the ease of what like you said, the simplicity of what it would be to do the thing, suddenly your resistance can start to be already like, okay, I was at a 10, now I'm like maybe at a five. And now I get to work with my resistance at a five instead yes. of my resistance at a 10 because I didn't know what I was doing at all. That was the entirety of my year last year as I realized, oh, I'm ready to launch this course, but I don't really have the list built yet for it because I wasn't list building because I had referrals coming into me for yeah. one-on-one clients. And then it was like, oh my God, I have to list build. And the, my resistance was at 175, forget 10. <laughs> the thing I've learned about myself through the work I've done with her is it takes me a while to get into the implementation and to understand it and to feel it in my body and to own it and be willing to go to all the places I might need to go. And then once I've got it, I'm off to the races, right? And I'm willing to try new things. And I, But it takes me a while to get to that place. And the biggest thing I think for me last year was letting that be okay. Like letting my process be okay. I didn't have to get my list built to, you know, X number of people in X number amount of time. I had to do it in the time that was going to work for me. It's work for me inside of the container of pushing myself. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like yes, it's not letting me sit there and be comfortable the whole time, but it is letting me figure out how do I do this in a way that is going to, that I'm actually going to be consistent about. Right. And I think what I want to make sure that is just clear is that it isn't like, we'll see you later. We'll whisper in the nine months. You're sitting there on a call where someone else is going through the same thing, or you're being witnessed for your structure for the same thing so that you're able to, I think this is what accelerates your, anyone's growth is by seeing someone else going through your same shit or going ahead of where you are. So that when you're totally. in that hype call and someone else is talking about it, you're like, oh great, I already got that coaching without needing any to ask. Like I'm already jumped five steps ahead. You just sparked me so much about like, I think that experience of being coached in the hive and being witness to other people being coached in the hive is what got me excited about having a community that I coach outside mm -hmm. of my one-to-one. -one. Like it is so validating. We all think the thoughts in our heads by ourselves and we think we're the only ones to have those thoughts. And then when you hear somebody else like be in your brain and you're like, get out of my head, but say that because I need exactly what you're getting right now. It's like, oh, thank God I'm not alone. What I think is so important about that witnessing is that Dallas is holding both hands of this 
the being and the doing. And so when you're having that being and doing conversation, like I always think you're like stealing coaching from the future. So it's like either you need it now or you're hearing it now so that when you get up to the point, okay, now is the time where you're going to implement X, Y, Z. You've already heard somebody else who has struggled with implementing X, Y, Z. You already know what the path looks like to do X, Y, Z. You took their struggle, you took their solution and you're like, okay, great. I can move ahead with this. So I just think the hive accelerates people in that way. And I also think there's this thing of like, when you go onto a group call where there's a leader who is holding a safe space, you're more compelled to hold a consciousness of like forward movement. Like you are more compelled to be like, I want to be bringing my best self here. I want to be moving ahead like the other people around me. You're like, I'm really doing this. I'm here with other people and I'm being witness. That isn't to say like, you need to come to a call perfect at all. But I just think there's something that happens when you're like, I'm showing up today. Like, even if I didn't do my homework, like I'm here, something's totally. going to spark me today, right? Yeah. There's always, I've never once been on a call where I didn't speak the whole time, where I didn't get value. Every single time I show up for a call, I get value, whether I have a question or not. And also, I think there's also something beautiful within the community about the fact that there's people on different parts of their journey. And so there have been times where I've had a meltdown about something and there have been three or four other people who can say, I've been there, I get it, and you've got this. And then I've been able to be that person for people as well. Yeah. To hear that, like, oh, they went through this and they got out on the other side. Owning a business is hard. Only 3% of businesses succeed. We have to remind ourselves of that all the time. Amen. Because I think that, like, that never occurred to me. When I started coaching, I was like, I'm going and getting my coaching training and I'm going to be a great coach. And those things were true. But, like, there's a whole other element. I can't just be a coach. I have to be a CEO, too, if I really want to scale. And... You also have the choice to not do that if you don't want to. So I don't have to. I could leave things. That's the thing about the hive too. It's about what do you want and support around the way you want to have your business. But that recognition of like, I think I signed up for the hive and all the things that it brought before I actually wrapped my head around the fact that, oh, I actually need to do a lot of marketing of my business. Like, this is not just about being a good coach to be a successful yeah. business. I actually have to put on a lot of other hats also. Oh, and hire people eventually. And it is a crash course in leadership. What you just said, I think is so important. Two things you said. One is, first thing, I'm going to go back, which you said, when you get to be the one who says, oh, I've been there. There is a strength you recognize in yourself that mm. I think those hive calls give you an opportunity to recognize. I mean, yeah. one of the reasons, like, I love getting on a call is when I get to be helpful. We're coaches. Of course, we all love to help people. So, like, when you get to have that experience of being helpful and knowing that already, it gives some confidence into, okay, the next time I do this, that muscle's a little stronger. And what you just said is about doing all the different things. Is like, you get to do it in the way that you want. If you said, I just want to make sure I have five clients every single month, but I still want to build a business that's always going to provide me with five clients, that could be what you're creating inside of there. But I totally. think what you're saying, when your ambition is bigger than what you're able to figure out on your own, you need help. Like if your ambition is bigger than the client you're able to get, you're either going to cobble together the business that's at one level, like I talked about that I had in the beginning, or you're going to ask for help and say, okay, I can expand beyond this. Or I'm going to figure out how to expand beyond this. I think that's one of the things that comes from watching other people who are in their business is getting to see, oh, how do they do that? Or that's not like my business, but I understand there's a great amount of Learning by watching, I think that also gets to happen there. Totally. 
Hi folks, it's Dallas just dropping in quickly to invite you to a free workshop I'm hosting called The Ripple Effect System. This class is for values-driven coaches who want to just quiet the noise thrown at you every day and instead follow a simple, straightforward path to sign more clients, become much more visible, and scale in a reliable way. So you can grab your spot now at dallastraverstraining.com. Now, during the workshop, here's what you'll learn. We'll start with a three-part plan to help you get clients whenever you need them so that you can stop worrying about cash flow and actually pay yourself consistently. From there, I'll outline a clear roadmap to help you be more visible so that you can build an email list and a social following of dreamy dream clients instead of friends and relatives who, yeah, want to support you but won't ever actually hire you. Then I'll teach you the overwhelm eraser so that you can stop throwing spaghetti at the wall, hoping something will stick, only to burn out and then take a break that ends up lasting way too long, right? Then finally, you'll start over from scratch when you do get back on the marketing train. We're gonna get rid of that. We will wrap things up and my intention is to help you have complete clarity about what exactly it means to scale your business. Now, I get that scaling is a big buzzword these days, but I am not into the hype. Instead, you're going to learn how to grow without feeling hampered. So plus, I'm even going to give you a sneak peek inside the hive and invite you to join us if you feel inspired to apply. So the Ripple Effect System Workshop is right around the corner, and I really hope to see you there. You can grab your free spot now at DallasTraversTraining.com. See you there. What's something about Dallas that you think would surprise people? Well, I mean, besides the fact that she, like, throws down every so often. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Like, I don't think we get to hear that on the podcast, really, do you? I don't know if we do. I don't know. Some of the coaching episodes, maybe. I'm not familiar with all of them, so I don't know if that happens. <laughs> maybe she's on her best behavior on those podcast episodes. But and the other thing I would say that might surprise people about Dallas is her, like, insane love for all things skincare. <laughs> <laughs> I sure. never, ever in a million years would imagine that. Like, she's, you know, in the in the Pacific Northwest. She's got, like, a very cool vibe to her. She is obsessed with skincare. Totally. Yes. What about you? Well, first, I'll give the, like, more topical answer. Dallas is tall. Dallas is tall. I've never Dallas. met her in person. I didn't know that. Oh, she's not a short person. And because I'm she has, like, a tall I'm short. And do you know how many people, when they meet me in person for the first time, are shocked that I'm short? Really? Yes. Oh, yes. But that is so interesting. Like how tall? Like five nine tall? I think she's taller than me or the same height. Wow. Yeah, I'm five tall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the other thing that I think that will surprise you about Dallas, this is one of the most incredible things I think about her, is she's not afraid to say the things that we're afraid to say. Like I remember today I was talking to someone on my team and I screwed up. I like thought they'd made a mistake and I was a little bit like, I don't know, not my best in a slack. I was like, this was like a rookie mistake. This doesn't feel like I should be looking at it right now. I'm going to pass this back to you. We have a value on my team is to always come with a positive and generous assumption. And I didn't, I was like, you screwed up. This is annoying. Why are you wasting my time? I wasn't that mean, but that's kind of right. Bitchy Brian came out. (laughs) She wrote me back. She wrote me back and she was like, oh, it looks like the computer didn't save my changes. And I was like, Oh, I'm a jerk. So I was like, I'm sorry. I didn't come to you with our value of positive and generous assumption. And I'm sorry for that. Thanks for granting me some grace here, whatever. And I think I wouldn't have been a 
boss who was able to say, I'm sorry. Had I oh, wow. Meaning I would try to brush it under or love up on them again. So I'll make sure that they like me or something. But I don't think Dallas is afraid to have those hard conversations or she came on my podcast and she's like, I'm an advocate for quitting or like walking away from something that's not working. And I think that is something that is a surprise that she'll be like, this didn't work moving on. Like I was thinking this morning, she had this webinar she did a while ago and she was like, it was the wrong name. It was the wrong vibe. It wasn't successful. And I'm moving on. I'm not butt hurt by it. I'm not like whining over it. I'm not doing bullshit over it. I'm acknowledging my changes. That isn't to say that like she doesn't have deep feelings, but I think right. that just her resilience and willingness to be, oh, that didn't work. I'm moving it like the skinned knee, put a bandaid on, keep walking. Like she doesn't yeah. get fascinated by the bandaid. It's oh. her tenant of data over drama, right? Like that oh, tenant, yeah. like I live by it. I use it with my clients who we're not doing the kind of data that we do in a high <laughs> Oh, by the way, that's another huge breakthrough I had in the past year is that I started paying attention to numbers, which Mm, was like numbers literally gave me a panic attack when I would try and do the percentages and figure out like what percentage of people are opening my lead magnet and visiting my land. I would have a visceral reaction and I could actually just say that now without having a panic attack. That's a huge (laughs) win. (laughs) Everyone doesn't hear that because like, Numbers are the answer to change. I think numbers. Well, are the and it's also you don't have to sit there and go wow, wow, wow. You can go okay. What are my numbers telling me? For example, this is really interesting. Social media engagement. I was feeling like my engagement was down, but then I learned that one to three percent is actually the average, and I'm right in the middle. So my social media engagement is quite good. So I actually don't need to worry about engagement so much as growing my following. Right. So then you actually get to focus your attention on the right thing rather than throwing spaghetti against the wall and seeing what's going to stick. You actually get to the point the numbers are direct guiding me in the right direction. And what you just said, I think, is so important because when you see freebies offered by coaches all over, here's the one how to drive engagement or do social media, and you're like downloading PDFs that you never watch or trainings or whatever you never do, (laughs) it just adds to the noise. Yes. Instead of giving you an answer about what's actually meant to be worked on. So I think Dallas's approach to numbers and data, as again, like you said, data, not drama, is at my team, we use it every single week. Every single week, we look at a scorecard. You look at a scorecard. Where it's like, yep. how do we do this week? How do we do with this? Where do we need to make changes? Is everything good? Great. Moving out. Like, it just really gives us a overview into what's really happening in the business instead of the feeling. Because hello, my feelings change if I had a good lunch Correct. Or Like I'm in a bad mood if I didn't eat my sandwich today, right? Or like I got one negative response from an email where I talk about trans rights or something. Then I'm like, the business sucks today. Like that's not the truth, right? Right. So I think that that, the numbers really help you see the true impact you're making and where you want to go. And the big picture, the bigger picture than just moment to moment or like event to event. It helps you see the big picture of your business. You get to look at your numbers from three months ago and look at your numbers now. And if you think you're not making progress and then you look at your numbers specifically around what you've been working on often and you go, Oh, I am making progress. Like sometimes it's not monetary or percentages. Sometimes it's how many people did I say I was going to pitch on a podcast? Okay. I said I was going to pitch five a week and I did it. And these are the returns I'm getting because I'm pitching five people a week. I'm actually getting booked on podcasts. Right? right. As opposed to like, we have such a tendency as human beings to sit here and go, I'm not on any podcast. Well, I pitched one in the last month. But when you start actually tracking them and 
but focusing on where are you taking action and letting yourself like go out there and try new things. I've never done that and not seen the needle move in some way. Right. And what I think that Dallas does so well is helps you clear up what's noise and not worth tracking versus what's actually worth tracking. Yes. Because it's actually moving on what you want. So if there is one thing that you wish more coaches like understood or tool or strategy or mindset, do you think that would really help them that would grow the way they want to? What would you want that oh, to do? I know mine. I'm not ready. I know mine. No, I know mine. It's <laughs> Dallas's like slow to grow. It's the ability to allow yourself to make small incremental changes. It's just, it's like James Clear also. It's that idea that your success is measured by your habits, not by your goals in many respects. And she is all about habits and building habits. And it's not sexy. And sometimes it's boring and sometimes it's annoying. But I have built my grit in this program. I already had it when I decided I was going to become a coach, I knew like my grit game upped, but in the hive, it's a long game. You're playing a long game and you have to take those slow incremental actions. Sure. There's random Joe Schmo who made a million dollars in their first year of business, but like really most people that's not happening. And you really, you have to just focus on building the habits and you will slowly build exactly the business you dream of building. Yeah. I love that. I love that because I think the hive is so good at helping you build habits because you're going to see someone every couple of weeks to like check in on how's it going and what questions do you like what habits are working, what's getting in the way. Like you get to have that coaching moment. The one that I wanted like everyone to hear that I think is so important is do not wait till you're ready. Ready oh, is not sure. a thing. There is no ready. And D- Dallas talks about the myth of readiness. I believe the way that I describe this is like there ain't no way that the Olympic, I don't know, skier of the world isn't standing at the top of that thing and looking down and going, not going like having a moment of like, okay, now's the time. Like it's time to do it. We're going to do it. Now there's no way they're not setting themselves up a little bit. Right. There's a little bit like, I'm actually here. I'm actually doing it. Right. And so I think this idea of I'll join the hive or I'll get help when I have fill in the blank yeah, is, no. the, is your resistance taking you hostage. It is just holding you, hostage and holding you back. I just think about the person who like will listen to something or hear an inspiration and go, okay, great. I'll check in on that in three months. Maybe you will. And then a year later, I've just seen so many clients that even will come to a webinar of mine and will say, oh, you know what? I learned a lot. I'm going to go try to do this on my own. And then a year later, they'll say, I'm in the exact same place. I think that's finally time for me to enroll. Yeah. And maybe they needed to go through that resistance game. But like, can we like take the shortcut? Like Dallas is the accelerator. She's the shortcut to like getting out of your muck and doing the actions that will show you results. Yes. And the idea that like, stop worrying about it being perfect and just get out there and like, let yourself fail because then you have data. Then you have information for a time. It's only a failure. I hate that word in general because of what our society has made it mean because it's only failure if you stop when you fail. If you don't, if you keep going when you fail, then it's just data. Yes, it's or you look back and go, why did that not work? Yeah, you turn around and go, why did that not work? Like, I like to think of, like, if you think about an athlete, an athlete doesn't go, well, that run came in at 209. I can't possibly do it again. That's not, we just go, I, what did I do? What was my, was my, my, I don't know how to talk about running. What are my strokes of my legs like? What was my cadence of my feet? <laughs> what do I do next time to improve it, right? I think that's, I think you said this is so important. Yeah, um, that's aligned with the idea of being ready, right? Like we think when we're ready, it will, we won't fail. Well, you, you're not going to have success unless you let yourself fail. 
I will say that I believe that my first, the court, my most successful course, the agent goals course is built upon. I'm only realizing that it's now with you. Like if you don't get an agent at the end of this course, we are going to know so much about what needs to happen next. By the way, everyone gets an agent. So this is not a thing, but in my mind, it was like, and if it doesn't happen, if you reached out to this many people and didn't get an agent, we're going to know some stuff about what's going on with your acting, what's going on with your career. It's the same thing inside of your business is like, who's watching you so hard that if you fail, you can't get back up again. No it's one. Like, because you are- now we're going to sing the Brian Bataka theme song. That is my mantra. Ready? No one cares. No one cares. No one cares. No one cares. So I'll give a little information about this song. And this is when you ever think about putting marketing out into the world, you need to sing that song to yourself because no one is looking at you as much as you think they are. No I mean, that's care. you saying no it to cares. me one day when I was lamenting to something to you. I don't know. I was the marketing thing has been a struggle for me. It's been hard for me, really hard. It gets easier and easier every day. And now, like, I just want to get better at it. So, in order to get better at it, I got to keep doing it. And some days it's good and I hit it. Sometimes I write something I think, like, this is so good and like nothing. It's like, I hear whatever the expression is. What's the expression you could hear a pin drop? Crickets. Crickets. Thank you. Sorry, menopause at its best. And then some days, like, I think, oh, whatever. I'm just going to shoot this out. And it gets all the love. And then who cares? Because then you're just going to write another one. And you're going to write another one. And you're going to write another one. Yes. You're not the New York Times, the newspaper of record. I mean, no one is going back and look. Like, it's just not that important. That's actually the coolest thing about this launch that I'm finally fucking doing Mm -hmm. is that when I decided to do it, the conversation I had with Dallas was, I just want to learn how to do a launch. I'm not going to worry about how many people sign up for it because I know it is a huge undertaking to do a launch. And so if I do it now, I'm going to learn so much. And if I have two people, great. And if I have five people, great. And if I have 50 people, well, amazing. But like, I will learn so much from this process. That's the thing about this program. If you're doing the program, you cannot not learn from it at every step. And what you just said is so important because I think it's like this gamble we take, right? Like how much are we willing to, if you made $0 on this launch, what value would you get out of it? Or like Dallas often, sometimes a launch, she would say to me, so if only 2% of the people sign up and you're going to make $3,000, are you going to be okay with the amount of time you put in this? And I was like, are you kidding? I'm so proud of everything I've done already. That's great if they said like, I can't wait to put this in the world and see what happens. And that kind of pride that you can have in what you create, that happens when you're thinking of integrity. That's when you're in your values. That's when you're not just like putting things together to cobble together something because someone told you this is how you make a webinar, but because you've spent the time with someone who's saying, yes, this is in your integrity or yes, this is how you do it. Not just a, the bigger piece of the how-to is like, how does it come across, right? How does it land? Now, and I'm, this is not to go against the no one cares thing, but that you care about what you're doing, that you feel good yeah. about that thing that's going out there, right? That's um, what's most important, right? Or good enough. Or another thing I'll say is like, sometimes if you can just feel good enough so you can get the learning. Right. So sometimes like totally. this is the good enough launch so that I can find out what I need to learn from it. Right. Yes. To, yes. This is a precious 100%. email that I need to send that actually is going to get some really thoughtful time. And I'm going to be reaching out to quite a few people with it. And I want to spend some, that's different than my focus is on sending an email versus I want to learn something from this. Right. So you can kind of temper your perfection in that moment is one of the things I think that Dallas really helps us let go of progress, not perfection. You know, she talks about that. All totally. Time. 
Okay, so along those lines, if you could share like one piece of great advice or encouragement for people who are listening who want to have a coaching business they really feel proud of, what would you tell them? Well, first of all, obviously, why are you networking with Dallas already? I want to be really clear again results y'all just so we're all clear in the first year that I worked with her I thousand x to my income so if money is a motivator for anyone who's listening click the link whatever it is whatever it is like take the next step like I cannot say anything more profoundly adoring about this generous person that I'm so lucky showed up in my life and I will also say this like Dallas is it there only for the business piece sorry I'm gonna have to say this is like, I had a dark day in one of my webinars where the chat went off and they were dicks and said mean things to me. And Dallas knew how to show up for me so that I could be with the emotion of that and then reclaim that for myself in a way that I understood those people's experience, even had empathy for them and then made it okay for the other people who were on the webinar who weren't influenced by them at all. That is a vulnerable spot to be in. So I want to yeah. make sure, yes, she went out next to my income and then some, and that was really sticky spots are there. So that's that. The second piece I'm going to say is something I already said is don't wait till you're ready. No matter what it is, don't wait till you're ready. And wait, don't wait till you're ready is one thing. And the second one, these kind of go against each other is every time I have delayed doing something, I have also been okay with it. So like, if I'm like, my launch is happening May 5th. And that was like, I'm not ready because there are pieces that aren't working. And I actually think I need a little more information. I'm doing it on June 5th, which is different than perfection. It's like you have a, a, a knowing something needs to be in place first. It's a different, right? So like, don't wait till you're ready. And also, I know they're kind of sound counterintuitive, but like, if it's not the time, take a moment to do it a little bit later. No one will know. No one's watching to find out where you do it. One of the biggest things Dallas has, I mean, I think I've said this before, every single thing I've said, one of the biggest things Dallas has taught me. <laughs> she taught me a lot That's of the name things. Of the a lot of the, name of the, the name of the podcast is the biggest things Dallas has taught me. <laughs> Is like you get to break your own rules too. How to break your own rules. There was a point in time pretty recently where I had raised my prices and Dallas has a whole algorithm for your pricing structure. So it's not just random how you're pricing things. But <laughs> so according to her algorithm, it was time for me to raise my prices. And she'd been waiting for me to do it for a long time. And I did it. And I got some clients, but I was still not comfortable. And it was a time where I wanted to bring some income in. And so she was like, great. So then if you have these calls and you're, you're nervous, like maybe it's time to lower your prices again a little bit. Like I got to go back and I was like, oh, I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) Which I knew I could, but also to have, sometimes you just need permission to do the thing in a different way. It wasn't that I needed the permission to lower the prices. It was that I needed permission not to feel bad about it. Right. Am I cheating other people or did I fail or any of those? There were all these things. And it was like, it doesn't, yeah, both of them, both of those things. And then it was like, oh, and by the way, it was like such the funniest part of all of it. I laugh at myself now is it's not like I lowered them like exponentially. (laughs) I lowered them just a little bit to the place that I was still okay. And where I could comfortably sell. Right. And feel okay whether someone said yes or no and not feel like if there was money shit in there, I had to work out. That's my piece of sound advice. Work out your money shit. (laughs) (laughs) But like, seriously, our money shit creeps into everything. I mean, and she's good at calling that out too. That's not really my one piece of sound advice. My one piece of sound advice is, and I think I've said it already, is like, 
be patient with yourself and allow yourself the process of building a business. Because like you said, 3% of people who start businesses have successful businesses. That is major. So if you're going to do that, you got to build the foundation of the house first. You can't build the roof without anything underneath it or it'll come crumbling down. And you, what you just said is so important because I'll bet anyone listening has had a little bit of success here or there, but it might've been catching fire or being a victim of success. You've got a couple clients, right? To be a victim of, well, I just need to repeat that again, isn't possible without creating a system. So I think that is what the hive totally. is. So basically well, our sound piece of advice is join the hive. <laughs> yeah. And this has been the biggest things Dallas has taught us and we are signing off and we are so glad. <laughs> to get Thank you so much for tuning in to Coaches on a Mission. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, follow, rate, and review. Do all of the things <laughs> to show your support for this show. It is so helpful for us, and it also helps other coaches find this show. If you want to take this episode further, please follow me on Instagram. I'm Dallas Travers Biz Mentor, and every week I turn our episode into a week-long mini course on my Instagram page. It's designed to help you apply what we talk about during the episode to your business in a super tangible way. So let's be Insta friends. Head on over to Instagram and look for my new handle. Again, it's Dallas Travers Biz Mentor. You can do that now, and you just might find some funny reels while you're there. So believe me when I tell you, it'll be worth it. Okay. Thanks again for tuning in. I truly appreciate that you make time to listen to this show and I hope you have a wonderful week.